Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Biblically speaking, Satan is not just some some idea that has been perpetuated to explain the bad things that happen in our world. Now, Satan is a very real entity, and God is a very real entity, and you have good and you have evil, and right now they are battling even though the war, the war has been won. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. In this series, Pastor Philip will be teaching us that the world we live in is not a playground, but it is a battleground. That battle does not take place against forces we can see, but with forces that are unseen. As we become more in tune with this battle, we will understand how spiritual warfare impacts our soul, family, church, and culture. Most importantly, we will learn how to claim the victory that God has already won for us in Jesus. Please enjoy the message. When I was in the first grade, there was a kid in my class that for some reason had a problem with me. He didn't like me. And so after a few weeks of us going back and forth with each other, he came to me and said, you and me after church or after school on the playground, you and me. And I thought, what? I mean, we're only seven years old and he's wanting to pick a fight with me. But I said, okay, we can do it. So I showed up on the playground after school, and sure enough, Billy showed up as well. But Billy brought his posse with him. Obviously, he was very intimidated. I'm kidding. But he showed up with a bunch of people and himself ready to pick a fight. And I'm like, what's up, Billy? And he said, I got a problem with you. And the next thing I know, he pushes me. And then I'm thinking, well, I I can't let this happen. So I push him back. And then next thing I know after that, there's somebody's in a headlock. And then we're hitting each other in the ribs, as as seven-year-olds can only do, by the way. And then we're pushing and shoving. And eventually I got loose from him. And the next thing I know, we just decided that that was going to be that. Nobody got hurt. Everything was fine. And then three weeks later, we're best friends, as you know, that all goes. But I learned a very important lesson that day as it relates to the playground, is that sometimes the playground can be a battleground. In this world, you have mountains to ski, you have lakes to boat, you have trails to hike, beaches to enjoy. This is quite a playground that we've been given. But in this series that we are digging into right now, what we are learning more than this world being a playground, is that it's a battleground. And we have one, an enemy, who is against us. We have one who is an enemy who is wanting to uh, destroy us. We have one who is our enemy who is wanting to, at the very least, if you believe in Jesus, to neutralize you. And if you don't believe in Jesus, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but he even wants to control you. This is what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Now that word there, struggle, is an interesting word for us. If you look at the original language, it's a, it's a word that that. that uh, speaks towards hand-to-hand combat. It's like you're like my buddy and I. We were on the playground. We're pushing each other. We're shoving. We're swinging at each other. We're face to face. 
That's what the word struggle that Paul is communicating to us here communicates and means. But as Americans, that's a little bit hard for us. And here's why. Because when it comes to spiritual truths, often we have to experience them in a physical way for us to really grab a hold of them. And what I mean by that is this. If you live in the Ukraine right now, specifically on the eastern front of the Ukraine, the idea of war is something that's a very real thing because it's all around you. And if you're seeing a war that's around you, then you can probably, if you're a Christian, translate that towards, well, if there's a war that's happening here and now and all around me and I've got to be concerned about it, then spiritually speaking, there's probably going to be something else happening there as well. And that's definitely what the Bible communicates. But for us, I mean, we're like, we're one of the least likely countries to ever be invaded. You got cold above us, you got hot below us, you've got water on both sides, east and the west uh, shorelines of our country, you've got Alaska strategically located, Hawaii strategically located, Puerto Rico, and then all other types of alliances that we've got throughout the world. It's impossible almost for us to actually be invaded like we often see in traditional warfare. It's just not really, it's just not going to happen. And so as a result of that, the idea that, well, there's war that could be happening around us is hard to sometimes wrap our mind around because war doesn't happen here, it happens there. But spiritually speaking, what Paul is communicating to us here is that we have a struggle. We have a struggle that's hand-to-hand combat. It's happening right here, right now. Now, I also need to acknowledge that I know some of you may not believe in Jesus and you may not be sure about any of this stuff that we're talking about, and I get that, but biblically speaking, Satan is not a metaphor. And biblically speaking, Satan is not just some, some idea that has been perpetuated to explain the bad things that happen in our world. Now, Satan is a very real entity, and God is a very real entity, and you have good and you have evil, and right now they are battling even though the war, the war has been won. In 1 John, the Bible tells us this, 1 John chapter 5, the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And so that is why we deal with struggles, and that's why we deal with challenges here and now. Now, Satan has to come under the sovereignty of God, that he is only able to do what God allows him to do. As in the story of Job, you could just read the first couple of chapters of Job and you'll see that play out. But he lets him do a lot. He lets him do a lot in our world. And as a result of that, we have a choice in there. We have a choice to really have faith in God We have a choice when we deal with difficulty to really demonstrate that we have a love for God, that we don't just like what Satan accused God of, what he said with Job. He said, well, Job just believes in you and has faith in you because of how good you've been to him. Well, every single day, we're dealing with battles. And in essence, there's a test there that Satan is trying to prove that your faith, if you have a faith in Jesus, is not sincere. And that's what he's doing in this world. And he's got a motive, and the motive is twofold. We're going to talk about a motive, we're going to talk about the battlefronts, we're going to talk about a strategy, and then we're going to talk about a response today. And the first is a motive. He's got two simple motives, and the motive is this, is to keep people who do not believe in Jesus, the unsaved people, under his control. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to go out and murder somebody, and it doesn't mean that you're going to lead a seance that's going to worship Satan, although it could. Most likely it's not. What that means is he's going to keep your life under his influence 
because he wants his plan to unfold. And then for those of us that are Christians, he wants to basically neutralize you. He wants you to lose credibility. He wants you to not advance God's kingdom through your life. That's what he wants to do. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. And, and here's, the, here's the good news for you is that because you're here at church right now, because you are here and you're like actually trying to engage and listen to me, I know as hard as that can be sometimes, as you're trying to listen to me even, you're not neutralized. Like you being here right now is you trying to get, online, get in line with God's will and his path for your life. It is you trying to get built up to go out and to really love one person, to really go out and try to advance his kingdom. Like you're here, you being here means that you're not neutralized, that you are not somebody who has become ineffective, that by, by being here, you're advancing God's kingdom. And where does it start? It starts in your heart, always in your heart. But he still does try to neutralize us. And he does that through sin in our lives. And he does that through the busyness of our schedules, maybe more than anything else. And if you can get so caught up in these tasks and the next thing that you have to do and get yourself overcommitted or get yourself so deep into some sin that you don't even feel like you could do anything for God, if Satan does that, then he's won. And he takes that battle front. He takes that battle to us in a variety of different fronts to try to neutralize you or just keep control of you. And there's four places. The first is he wants to do it on the individual front. I don't think, it, don't think that you are so insignificant that Satan wouldn't want to influence you because he absolutely does. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says this, that we ought to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for some one. To devour. I was just watching an animal video just this past week, and it was a crocodile, a crocodile against three lionesses. And the three lionesses were taking on this crocodile, and I thought, there is no way those lions have a chance against a crocodile. I mean, crocodiles are vicious. Well, we lived in Florida for a few years, and there were alligators all over the place. Let me tell you something. You have to want to get eaten by an alligator to be eaten by an alligator. I mean, they are just, they don't want anything to do with you. They truly are more scared of you than you are of them. But if you see a crocodile, those things, they will, they will eat you. 
and they will enjoy every last little bit of it. Crocodiles are vicious animals. They are <laughs> unbelievably vicious, but they still had no chance against some li those lions. All that crocodile had was its mouth and its scales and its tough skin, but it stood no shot because it was by itself. And when we allow ourselves to maybe be around people, but not really with the people, we can be alone. And you ought to have people in your life that can be a support system, people that you can talk to about challenges and struggles that you have. I mean, that's why we're here. That's one of the major reasons why we, why we gather as a community is to come alongside somebody and say, I know you're struggling with this. You know, how can we encourage you? How can we help you? I mean, it's not like we're here to judge. I'm not here to judge. I mean, I've got a whole set of issues myself. But the devil wants you to think that you are alone even when you're not. But when you think that, and we'll talk about this in a moment, he's getting a stronghold in your mind. And that belief can destroy you. The second front is family. And I think that this is probably, in my opinion, one of the most aggressive that we see the devil going after in our country right now is the family front. The devil has without a doubt influenced certain leaders throughout history. You have somebody like Hitler, you have somebody like Chairman Mao of China with the Great Leap Forward. It was so progressive and so effective that only about 40 million people died in the process of that Great Leap Forward. Pow Pot, 25% of the population dies. Clearly, Satan is influencing those kind of, of, of people. And what you find in those particular regimes, what they do is this, is they always want to separate the children from the parents. Because if that parent has more influence over that child than the state does, then there's a chance that that parent could lead that child away from whatever that regime is trying to teach and to do. And you've got to understand, there's a variety of different motives and objectives and end goals with these different regimes, but they all have the same entity that's behind them. And when you see parents being separated from their kids, and obviously I'm not talking about abuse, but if, when you see that, like that's not a godly thing. In, in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 12, uh, this, is, this is what it says there. Honor your father and your mother. And you want to know why maybe things aren't as great as you want them to be right now in America? Honor your father and mother. And here's the promise. So that, it may, so that you may live long in the land your God is giving you. So that it may go well with you in the land that God has given you. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of the biggest issues that we have are not necessarily about politicians or legislation. Maybe it's right there in the home and it's keeping that family unit together. That's why we as a church are so adamant to support families. We feel like the stronger the family unit is, the better your community is, the better society is, the stronger the church is, the more of God's kingdom that is going, going forth. Someone once said, if you control the family, you control the future. And I think that there's some, a lot of truth to that. And so Satan is absolutely going after the families. The third front is the church front. The Bible describes the church, the body of Christ, as a body. As a body. But one of his most effective, certainly one of his most aggressive strategies, is to divide us. And we get divided over so many ridiculous things. And I, I won't digress into last week's message, but I encourage you to check that out if you didn't get a chance to. But we often get divided over 
not moral issues, okay? Not, um, I don't know, I mean, not some financial indiscretion, something along those lines. We get divided over our preferences. And it's like this. It's like a finger or some other part of your body literally being amputated from you. Now that part of the body is essentially dead. It's completely ineffective. And then the body is less effective. And that's what Satan is doing. He just wants to divide his church. He wants to divide the church. The fourth front is this. Is it's the societal front. The societal front is more of what you see in the headlines. It's again, it's happening there, but it's not happening here. You'll read about it. So you read about border issues. Maybe you read about uh, something happening in a downtown urban area like Denver, New York City, or Los Angeles, but it's happening there. It's not happening here. But eventually, you know though, you know that if you neglect whatever it is that's going on, if you don't pay attention to it or try to have some level of positive influence on it, or at least at least, at the very least, you got to take it serious. If you don't do that, you know that what's happening there will eventually happen here. And Satan's doing things in all these different spaces. And what is he going to do as a, as a result of that? What is it? What is his strategy been? Well, that's the thing many of us don't know. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. You see, whenever it comes to having an opponent, there's something that we all, whenever it comes to having an opponent in sports, like I, I played basketball in high school and college, and every coach I had before a game, he would give us what's known as a scouting report. In that scouting report that we were given, it had different tendencies of players, stats of players, height of player, uh, position of the player, who was going to guard that particular player, and then there would even be plays that would get drawn out for us. I can still remember now, getting one of those reports in high school. We, had it, we played against a team that had a really good player on the team, and it just so happened that I ended up having to guard this particular player at a point in the game. And in the scouting report, and we even watched the video, you would see this guy, he would pass to the wing, he would cut through the middle, and he was so sneaky. He would try to fake like he was going this way, and then he would go that way, then he would come off a pick, and he'd come again and get the ball and shoot it. And he, he was good, and it generally worked. And it would have worked except I saw the scouting report. 
And he sure enough did the same thing I just described to you. Passed, cut through the middle, acted like he was going to go off of a post screen over this way, went the other direction. And I knew exactly what he was going to do because I saw it in the video. I saw it written up on the diagram and I ran right off his numbers. As soon as he got the ball, he turns and he was so surprised because he didn't have a shot. It wasn't because I was this great defensive player. It was because I had the report. I knew what the guy was going to do. And so I knew how to respond to it. And so rather than me being, me being neutralized by a pick, I neutralized him. And he had to get the ball and just get rid of it. He couldn't do anything with it. And that's what, I think that that's the thing that Christians don't realize, that you have so much victory in Christ that you could actually neutralize Satan. That you could make his impact in this world indifferent. That if you were to focus more on God, like as we'll read in a few moments, he will actually flee from you. And so what is it that he's trying to do to us? There's two things. There's two things. The first is this, is that Satan wants us to fix spiritual problems he creates with worldly solutions that we create. So you think about whatever problem it is in the world and you think about all the solutions that we put towards those things. Often at the root of them is a spiritual issue. For example, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4 says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Well, why not? Because the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, live, they have a divine power to demolish strongholds. He's telling us here that when you see a problem in this world, you've got to ask yourself, is there a spiritual issue at the root of it? And then if there is, then you need to go at that spiritual problem whenever you get it identified with an actual spiritual solution. That's again why we gather. Because then we can come together and you can fight that battle with prayer. We'll have a couple people for you available after the sermon just to pray with you. You can fight the battle with praise. We just sang a song a moment ago that spoke of, I am surrounded not by the enemy, but by you, God. I'm going to sing of you the blood of the Lamb. Why do we sing these praises? It's not just to think about ourselves or to think about whatever we're going to eat for lunch or to just kind of go through the motions. We're doing that to, to celebrate the victory that is in Jesus. It's by digging into his word and knowing his promises. You have prayer, praise, and promises. And so we want to uh, resolve these problems, these problems in our world with uh, worldly solutions that are actually spiritual problems. So like, think about poverty, for example. And there, I, I don't want to exactly drill too deep into that, but here's what I would point out. We have, we have over the last 50 years, you can look at different areas in our, in our country, and what's so intriguing to me about poverty is that the same areas are poor. Doesn't matter if a Democrat's elected, doesn't matter if a Republican's elected. The same areas are poor. More support, more welfare. It doesn't matter. Different legislation. The same areas are poor. So clearly, clearly, we don't have just a worldly problem there. There's got to be a spiritual issue. Now, what that particular is for each one of those individual families can vary. It can be different. But there's definitely not a worldly solution to some of those problems. They need the Lord. Education, gosh, we've thrown so much stuff at education in our world today. What is going on with that? Well, 
I, I mean, it's hard to know exactly, but I, again, I would come back to whenever you see that for decades we've been throwing these worldly solutions at problems and those problems aren't getting fixed, clearly there's something spiritual going on there. The second strategy that Satan wants to do and utilize against us is this, is Satan's primary influences primarily influences us in, internally, not externally. And that's important to realize because we want to focus on situations, circumstances, people, but his influence on us primarily is what's happening inside of us. I talked to you last week about your heart, but we also got to recognize your mind is a big part of that. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians 10. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up. And I want to focus on that word, set itself up, because that idea there is like a wall that's getting put up against the knowledge of God, and that wall is keeping the knowledge of God from getting into these sanctified areas of your life. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what he is teaching us here is that Satan's primary focus is gonna be on your mind, and not the circumstances or situations that are happening around you. Let me show you this diagram. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.